College Soccer Nation. What's good? <laughs> uh, I always get this look from Brian when I do that. Uh, this is Matt Mott. I am one of the uh, hosts of College Soccer Nation. I'm the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooner women's soccer team. I am joined each week with the esteemed panel of Brian Lee from the Rice Owls and Robbie Church from the Duke Blue Devils. And, of course, our producer, Darren Mott, is here um, to entertain you for the next little bit of time. We've got a number of topics today, some really good topics, but I'm going to start off with the fellas. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. Brian, how you doing? Boomer Sooner, buddy. We're a month <laughs> in. We're 35 pounds down. This, this has been a good life change. <laughs> <laughs> two, mu- two, mu- two months in. Two Is months it? in. Uh, yeah. But, no, it, it has been good. You know, I've been telling everybody drinking from a fire hose. Uh, but really, the three things I had to do when I got here was figure out the team as the portal was popping, as you know, and players coming in, players going out, and then um, get a schedule figured out. So we finished the schedule and then hire staff. So I was able to finish off my staff just the other day with uh, Warren Russ joining us, as we all know Warren and uh, big fans of him. And so that was exciting for me to get him to convince him to come to uh, – to Norman, Oklahoma. So I'm ready to roll. We got a week to go. I'm on easy street. Well, you know what I would say about that, Matt, is I think a lot of people underrate staff. And if uh-huh. I was interviewing, I would never hire anyone who didn't have their staff in line, but and could yeah. tell me who they were while I was interviewing. And that is that's one of the best staffs in the country you put together. And Warren's one of the best uh, coaches, and he's going to mesh really well. Yeah, I agree. I'm very excited. I mean, we got some young. Young coaches, Justin Beebe, great director of ops, and now Warren to come and really help me, uh, um, you know, with a lot of the soccer side, technical side, and, of course, the goalkeeping. Anyway, uh, well, Robbie. Oh, go one ahead. last thing on that staff there, sorry, is the uh, Warren can also translate the Beebe in. You have Jen, who's very well <laughs> Warren, who's super yes, yeah. intelligent. And then you've got yeah. the Homa legend, Beebe, <laughs> speaking half Louisiana, yes. half English. Yes. <laughs> It's the truth to that, no doubt. Churchy, how you doing? How's your summer going? Good, good. No, great. Took a last little trip out of the country. Um, uh, daughter's wedding was Saturday night in oh, Cancun. So awesome! Uh, Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. We spent five days in Cancun in a, a resort area, all exclusive. It was nice to just walk up to a bar and somebody hand you a beverage. Um, that is and nice. We, and we did that a lot. So uh, that was good. And got married on the beach on Saturday night. Um, you know, Cancun's a little bit warm, boys, in uh, July. So <laughs> Mexico in July was like, if you want an M, why don't we go to Maine or Montana or, you know. Mississippi? Like Mississippi. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, but, you know, it's not my life. It's not my decision. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Linda and I just go where, they, where we're told to go and uh, spend time down there. But, you know, between – San Diego, Oak Island Beach, and uh, Cancun, Mexico, and you know it's not it's not been a bad summer at all. But uh, so did you did you did you lose your glasses and find like it's like that Seinfeld episode where Jerry wears the glasses that he can't see. Yeah, those glasses look like uh, Harry Potter. Harry no, Potter glasses you got going I'm on there. I bought a new pair of glasses. I bought a new pair of glasses. I'm getting all kinds of comments. I mean, professor looking. <laughs> Dr. Yes. Price, Dr. Price, our president. I've been accused of looking like Dr. Price, our president. Oh, wow. Even yeah. though my contract says I can't go in the academic side, um, maybe with uh, these yeah. classes I can kind of sneak over there and get nice. the side. So, uh, but, you know, ready to go. What are we? What yes, are we let's go. Let's get this podcast rolling. So um, I'm going to tease this first. We are going to talk a bunch of college soccer at the end, but we have some topics at the front end we want to discuss. Um so right at the bat, right off the bat, I think we're all we're in the middle of it. Obviously, we had the June fifteenth calls, and now we're anxiously waiting to get to August first, where of course preseason starts. Recruits can come on campus, so it's about to really crank up uh, for college soccer across the country. Uh, but this June fifteenth to August first is an awkward, 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 awkward time, isn't it, fellas? <laughs> it's. Uh... I, I don't really understand. There's only two explanations it, that on June 15th, you can talk to kids, but we can't meet with them till August 1st is when we're all starting preseason. Yeah. It, it can only be one of two things. Either the NCAA just doesn't care at all about women's soccer, or we had a terrible, terrible chair of the D1 committee. When this <laughs> <went through>. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was that? Who was yeah, that? Who was that? Remind us, Brian. 
how, how did this slip past us? Because that's the dumbest <laughs> thing. Is there any explanation? No, I, I don't have one. I don't no. have one. No, it doesn't. When you look at when you start talking to the other sports and how theirs line up, it makes zero sense. So I think Coach Guerrero, he's the new chair, right? G. Mm-hmm. Guerrero, I think yeah, he probably G. needs to put that on the the many. His list is very long when the last chairman left him uh, with a number of different topics and ideas. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's, it makes no sense. Zero. So, so, Matt, I want to piggyback off that point. I was talking to another coach the other day, and they absolutely looked at me like I had a third eye when I told them we could call them on yeah. June 15th, but they could not come and visit or you know, make anything until the August 1st. That month yeah. and a half, they're like, what, what are you doing in that month and a half, I'm like, that's a really good question. You know, yeah. we, there's a couple big tournaments, championships, ECNL, GA championships in between. So, you know, obviously we're still evaluating, but everything's done by July 1, you know, and, and then finishing. And how come we can't get those players on campus? They're not in school. There's not a conflict at that point. Soccer's over. And um, yeah, yeah. No, if, there's a, if there's a coach that says they on August 1st or 2nd, they want to have recruits on campus they're lying they're lying straight to the face sure. we all have it's it's what we're here to do is coach our team we finally can coach our team in august 1st but now we have to i mean the recruits want to come they, they're they're chomping at the bit too Early. to figure this out right so it makes zero sense it, it really is ridiculous i mean it'd be perfect right and i don't know if it's perfect but if you could you have to either change one of the dates right mm-hmm. to make it to where they match up or something i don't know but anyway yeah uh, we could talk forever now the other thing with it is what about the social media about June 15th and yeah. the, the kids really picking up on it, the clubs. I, 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 I feel like it puts so much pressure on the kids on June 16th. They've decided what schools are interested in them. And that's just not true. If you want to end up at the best place for you, just wait. If there's parents listening and you're not happy with the list of schools for your kid yet, or a kid it just chill out a little bit. It's all going to well, be okay. Well, and, we're all, again, the, the timing makes no sense because we're all going out to GA and ECNL right after June 15th. And maybe we made a mistake. Maybe they made a you know, You know what I'm saying? Like, now we're going to call kids after we see them in San Diego. And they're thinking, well, I didn't call you on June 15th. Well, I didn't see you until June 20th yep. yeah. or 30, whatever it was. It's just, mm-hmm. so College Soccer Nation is united in not many things. But one thing we are is those dates stink. Yeah. So, okay, let's keep it moving. Um any thoughts on the third coach impact um, as, as we all now can have a third coach, either keep it as a volunteer or make them paid. But, you know, it sounds like, it seems like a lot of the power fives are adding a paid third coach. Um, any impact you see, I mean, who's going to be the first school to have four coaches at a turn? Yeah, I, I think it's a good thing. Um, you know, I think especially, I, I really do. I think with the numbers that we have, you know, some teams having a small army out there, I think getting yeah. coaches, more people, uh, you know, w- around them and with them, I think is a good thing. I think you can really specialize now, you know, you can, a lot of times you have to choose sometimes as a volunteer goalkeeper coach, you know, do I get, yeah. now we can just get it full time. So you, there's more jobs out there for coaches. Like you yes. earlier, younger coaches now can get involved into bigger programs. So I think those are, those are the positive the positive thing but you know we've already talked to our staff and we're not sending four people out coaches we can't afford right. it you can't yeah, yeah. how can you afford yeah. four people to san diego and and stay nine days that you know i know we all mostly kick that bill over to the next year's budget the budget line it's at um but you know all of a sudden you're in debt ten thousand twenty thousand dollars when you start the next year because of the flights and the costs and the cost of things and there's just you know not enough games out there to, i think I, in my opinion to you know, justify seeing four coaches out on the field. Yeah. Ryan, any thoughts? Um, I think there's a work-life balance that's involved with college coaches. If you're a head coach who wants your staff to be long-term with you and long-term of your staff is probably the greatest correlation to success would be my guess because it just says that, hey, that's a solid foundation program. If the coaches aren't turning around left and right, to Robbie's point, if you're sending four coaches out to GA or ECNL playoffs, it's completely unnecessary. And all you're doing is forcing someone out of that profession at a pretty fast rate. Um, 
So, but in yeah, terms fair. of opportunities, I think it's awesome. Even the smaller yeah. schools, they, can, they don't have to pay them. They can still ask. Right. Who can then recruit? Yeah, no, the, yeah, go out and recruit. There's no more, no more restrictions, which is really nice. I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's great because we can all add the coach, regardless of what you can or can't pay him. But they can yep. do the things. It just makes it so much better. I, I agree totally. Um, I mean, we had, we had, you know, again, BB was my my volunteer for nine years. Like in nine years, I couldn't pay him. We couldn't even pay for him to go to convention. Like that's how they're supposed to get better. It makes no sense. Anyway, uh, let's keep it rolling. I think that's a, a great thing for all of us. Um, just the one San, I put San Diego update on. I thought it was a great tournament. The weather's just unbelievable. Why can't we just do it out there every year? I mean, it, come on. The only complaint I have, and this is, you know, all about Matt's comfort is the parking can get to be a disaster. You better get there early and not leave is what I'd say. Yeah. But with the weather being so nice, you don't have to leave, which yeah. is, makes it kind of nice, you know? But yeah. when it's going to be back in Florida and we're going to be dying, the kids are going to be dying, the, the quality of the fields is great. The staying in San Diego for five to nine days is pretty darn nice, you know, and then around that area, which is unbelievable. What is there a negative about San Diego outside the parking? Robbie, go. Give me a negative. Is there one? <laughs> There's not one. There's not one. <laughs> I've always said, if I ever run away, don't come looking for me at Del Mar because it's, <laughs> it's my favorite place ever. So I will not be there, I promise, except maybe trying to surf. There's an old man out there trying to get on a surfboard. Uh, you know, I don't know, especially we went, we went from, Karen and I went from the, from the GA, from New Jersey uh-huh. into San Diego, and as soon as we walked in, I almost bent down and kissed the fields over there. <laughs> so, so the weather – the field, the quality of play, it was yeah. absolutely unbelievable. I, I I think that is really the best tournament that I've been to in the last 10 years. I yeah, mean, I, I, I echo that. Yeah, I mean, the whole time. And there's not enough – and you just said it too. You know, families can go into San Diego. Who wants to go – you know, family, who wants to go Lakewood Ranch and take your family? You know, it's not like you're yeah. in. So a lot of fa- coaches' family went and you would talk to them and they're, you know, they're at the zoo or they're at the beach. There's so much to do for families. You could take them yeah. and have family time a little in the evening with them too. And then, you I, know, a lot of the players' families would come too and do so much when they're not playing. So there's nothing negative about San Diego except first day I got in there, 730 found a great parking place i was there next day i rolled in a little bit later let's say yeah a later we all did yeah i had to park way up the road i had i got every yeah. one of my steps in for for the day from the parking space at the lower fields right as you get in all the way to the main complex so this this is what tells you how good san diego is brian lee and matt Ma were watching a game at like 6 p.m <laughs> That never, ever, ever happens. <laughs> it never happens. So, uh, yeah, that was great. Ryan, thoughts on San Diego? Uh, I thought it was awesome. Quality of play was great. It's a wonderful recruiting tool at the right time. You can really stay all day because we are not stay all day, people, if it's raining, slushy, no, we're not. too hot. hot, you know, whatever it is. So that helps the kids as well if it's easy for the coaches to stay out there. The only place better than Del Mar in America is La Jolla, and it's like 10 minutes up the road. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is literally just choose the awesome place you want to stay. I, I'm a total proponent of just leaving in San Diego. Yeah. Sure. yeah. And, and Seattle was fine, but it's not as nice as San Diego. No. And then yeah, Seattle, Ranch, Seattle so. was really good. Yeah. 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 But okay. Like Let's keep going. A couple big, huge announcements the last week. Um, Denise at USF. Shelty Brown is uh, is headed to the pros. So this will be her last year in South Florida, which is uh, really huge news in our in our sport. That's a she's done a great job and been there a long, long time and won a number of championships for their school. And she's going to take on the pro team there in Tampa. And then uh, the other big one is uh, Anson. Five more seasons signed at Chapel Hill the home of the Tar Heels. So let's dissect them one at a time. Brian, you being from Tampa, knowing the Tampa landscape, knowing the the league, she's in your league, or you're in her league now, I should say. Uh, What do you think? Um, I think Denise has done a fantastic job. 16 years, six trophies, three regular season, three tournaments. Um, I'm not sure that's a job someone can go there and do better. It's 
it's a good job for sure, but it's not an easy job. You got to beat the bushes. You got to work really hard. Um, so kudos to her. Interesting statement on the USL that she would be willing to go to a USL job yes. and leave a yes. college job. Yes. Um, but you know, it's a it, you know, a lot of times I don't think you want to be replacing the coach at South Florida who's done very well because that is no gimme um, by yep. any stretch, I think. Um, but you get to live in Tampa, best city in, yeah, yeah. in America. We talked about San Diego, you know, as a Tampa native. Love that place. You can't beat it. You can love that place, but it's not in the level of San Diego, Brian. I'm sorry. No, you sorry, know where else friend. it's not? Rice oh. Village. So, <laughs> yeah, true. Good point. I, that, that made me run up to Del Mar. I'm running yeah, down yeah, yeah. to Mike's Village. Brian Lee's back bedroom is maybe what I got. <laughs> All right. Churchy, thoughts on Denise? Anything? Or we want to head I right out? No, no, I think there's one thing Brian said I think is really important is that is this going to be a pathway for college coaches that want to coach in the professional ranks to go? Because the NWSL is not a pathway right now, you know. Yeah, yeah. Some treatments of coaches, pay of the coaches, you know, thing. It's not, you know, as we see, there's very few college coaches going into the NWSL coaching. Yeah. Is this going to be young coaches, coaches that want to get involved in the professional level? Someone to tell, is this going to be a pathway? This is a great sign. Mm-hmm. I think this is a fantastic is. sign that she would step away from this university and just read her press release. She loves South Florida. She loves yeah. the university. The family's all tied into the university, obviously, husband coaching. And for her to go away, there's, you know, Raleigh's uh, one of the North Carolina teams is is in the league too. And there's, there's uh, I don't know for fact, so I'm not going to mention it. You got to know for a fact here. But there is a there is a well-known coach that is uh, is being thrown around for that for that job. The name. Mm, so wow. I think, I think it's going to be, I think you're going to see, by the time they end up, they're going to try to go that way. I don't know. You know, hopefully they provide security of the coaches, guarantee contracts, um, you know, length of contracts with it too. But I think this would be fantastic if coaches wanted to go to the professional ranks and this would be a pathway that they'd be open to. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You know, and on the other side, yeah. most of the, uh, the college coaches that have gone to the pro short term, I think they really love it. There's been yep. some uh, job security issues in the NWSL, but you got to the pros. You are coaching. That's it. Yeah, yeah. we're not. Yeah. We're not coaching. Coaching is what percentage of our job, Matt? Would you Small. say? Small. Yeah. And if you're a pro coach, it's a large percentage of your job. Yeah. So it changes your day to day a ton. So it's a super interesting development. It really is. All right, let's keep it moving here, guys. Um, Anson, five year contract. Um, wanted to talk a little bit about. You know, there's a there's a slew of coaches now that have been doing this a long, long time. And, you know, you look at we've had some guys leave in the last number of years um, and and maybe some more headed at some point. At some point, they got to stop. So uh, so, Brian, read me a list of people that have left lately. I pulled up the coaches with the most victories. And obviously, Anson is at 41 years with 871 victories. Um um, you know, in, in Division One with the women, it's just unbelievable. But um, name up some of those other ones, Brian. Or I well, can go through me, the list and we can talk about them. Yep. Just think of the living legends who've retired in the last or retired or left for whatever reason. You know, Mark Kikorian, he's in the argument yeah. for greatest college coach ever. Chris Petroselli, argument yeah. for greatest college coach ever. Uh, Jeff Hooker, certainly on a short list. Uh, Becky Burley, certainly yeah. on a short list. And that's all in yeah. the last two years. You know, and Anson, yeah. Anson signing for five more years, you can retire whatever you want. I mean, sure, pretty, of course. Yeah. if you're 38, you sign a five-year contract, you're going to probably see the end of it. Certainly, you're going to see the financial benefit at the end of, end of it. But that sure sounds like a 2,000-plus of whatever we're on. Hey, we want we want Anson to coach us, so sign a long-term, yeah. you know. Well, let me let yeah. me meet, read you some names that are still coaching that are on this list. Jerry Smith, 33 years. G. Guerreri, 29 years. That's four and five. Becky was three. Lenny, Lenny at UConn was two. Kikorian, like you talked about, Steve Swanson has got 30 years in. Um, our good friend Robbie Church is on this year with 26 years, um, you know, as a head coach. Um, he said Chris, Randy Waldrum's at 26 years. Jim Blankenship, been doing it a long time, 29 years, 407 wins. 
Jennifer Rockwell, 25 years, 396 wins. That's a lot of wins. Um, Nikki Izzo Brown is at 24 years with a bunch of 365. Um, Karen Hoppe is on this list. Um, it's interesting. She's just below Jim Rudy, who's her, uh, you know, she played for. Um, who else? You got Tony Deleuze, 28 years. I mean, there's a bunch, right? That um, Brian Lee checks in at 37. Let's go, coach. Shelly Smith. I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, coaches that have got gotten gotten getting up there that are um, you know we're probably in the next five years going to look a lot different. I would say very interesting. Oh, uh, yeah, it is for sure, yeah. and that is a lot of coaches who threw up numbers. None of the younger generation can ever catch these numbers. If right. someone in the three hundred fifty win club was the all time highest, if there was no Anson then nobody's catching them. You can't get the jobs when we got the jobs at right. the age we did. So just the pure years on it. But the turnover at major, major programs is going to be huge in the next five years. Oh, you look at Jerry Smith's been there 87 to, to – uh, oh, this only goes through 2019 maybe. Oh, this may be old. So I'm, I'm off then. I'm off. Sorry, my research is bad. I, I, you know, College Soccer Nation, I usually do the stats. I got that wrong. Yeah, it just goes through 2019, so – those years are even off, right? So, church, you're 28 years? years uh, uh, at Duke, 23, and coaching totally 42. This will be 47. <laughs> no. Nice. Anyway, all right, let's move on from that topic. We got to keep it moving. All right, big topic for the, of course, college soccer nation is the Women's World Cup. So, my yep. question for you guys both is, one, will the U.S. 3 P and – Two, if not, why? So if your answer is yes, then you don't have to answer. Or I, I guess if you can say they might, but then I, if they didn't, why wouldn't they? Robbie? Uh, yep, I'll go first. Um, I do not think they will. Um, I'm not going to be totally surprised if they, if they do, but my answer to that is I do not think they will. I do think injuries have taken away some core, some key players. Um, yep. I think it's changed roles of other players on the team. Um, if if everybody was healthy with the older players, then I think roles would be different. I don't like some of the younger ones that have to re- really step up in the pressure situation. Um, and I think that is the reason if they do not repeat is through injuries and changing and making players change roles. Right. Well, I think interesting enough, the yes, I do think we repeat. But I don't think we're anywhere near our best team or most dominant team we've had. I just think the other countries are in so much turmoil. Our other major competitors, Germany's been a little down. We'll see they tend to peak around the World Cups. But England's got a total injury crisis. Been disaster for them. France and Spain have this at-home crap going on where the kids are fighting federations. So to me, who's left standing? Canada's... Um, yeah, you know who's really going to beat us? It wouldn't totally surprise me if it's like Australia, just from being at home, and they have Kerr. Um, let, but let me, we're in a better what? situation. You got to beat who you're playing. It's the old coach's quote: "If you think your team screwed up, just reminder that there's a good chance the other team's much more screwed up than you are." So, I don't know if you got that quote right, but um, <laughs> no, I, I think the yeah. team to keep a little. I on, and maybe I'm a little biased, is Brazil. A lot of good Brazilian players in the NWSL right yeah. now that are on that team. There are a lot of good players, but the Federation gives them like $4,000 to travel to Australia and New Zealand. <laughs> they have no chance. They're okay. they're staying at the Motel 6 while these other teams are at, you know. Yeah. I mean, they, got, they, got, they got Pia as a coach. I mean, they paid some money for the coach, didn't they? Um, I, I do, like, when you start talking, like, Churchy's right, and, like, what does our back line really look like? What is our midfield? Um, you know, what's the midfield, um, you know, going to shape out to be? Is Rose Lavelle healthy enough? Like, lots of questions for sure. Well, um, someone okay. knocked on Vladko's shoulder, who's a great coach. I, I think he's unbelievable, and I'm super happy. He's, but Kelly O'Hara used to be a forward as well, right? Cannot we – throw one of these overload we're overloaded in attacking players and the injury crisis at the back i'm pretty sure one of them could roll back there and do just fine yeah you'd think so 
Okay, well, I, hey, but but the great news is it's here, right? Starting on Friday, uh, we'll be able to watch it, and, and and then we'll certainly discuss in our next next pod. All right, uh, quick U twenty update for me, Churchy. What do we got for the U twenty in the uh, good old break up the uh, college soccer? Um, <laughs> well, I think uh, we, I think we all know in Conference Cap, you know, U.S. lost a heartbreaker to Mexico, so finished second in, in Conference Cap. Um, you know, giving up a goal on a deflection in the 88th minute. Um, all three goals were scored in, in the last 18. But I think the big news here is they announced the U-20 World Cup in 2024. Okay, we knew that was coming. Yeah. Dates are out. September 5, oh. 22nd um, of 2024. So we obviously know what that does. <laughs> there, is, there is three yes. weeks right in the middle of the uh, college season. And then that doesn't count include, uh, you know, how long will camp be leading up to those up? To oh, yeah. yeah. That's at least two more weeks on the front end. So, and yeah. then, of course, do, you know, August 1st, or any of the U-20, are they, do they want their kids to start preseason in any college? Or, and then all of a sudden pop out. So uh, I think this is a, you know, it, it's going to be a tough situation for a lot of kids. And this is the problem. Some of these kids are going to have to choose. So some of these, some of these schools may not let them miss that much of academic work. Hint, sure. Hint. I know one. Yes. I know one <laughs> it, that may not miss that much academic work. Some kids may have to choose. And again, I think with, with COVID zoom coming out of it, maybe it's a little bit uh, easier but some people may have to choose. Do I go to the World Cup or do I go and play in the college season? Then yeah. That's a tough decision. Do I sit out a whole semester? You know, do I sit out a, a whole semester? But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting what, what the players do. This may mean that maybe we don't get our best players for the, U, you know, for the U-20 World Cup that's coming. Yeah. But crazy. It's in Columbia. It's in Columbia, which I think will be an, an interesting place to play. Um uh, but I think you know the the date of the World Cup is just a disaster. Absolutely, Tough. absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, you're talking about you know there's Canadian national team kids here from oh, every country. Is. Yeah, exactly. from everywhere. It's, so it's not no. just the U.S. It's no. I mean, yeah, Mexico, real... how many, look at the Mexican well, yeah. team that beat us. I mean, how many American yeah. players? How many players were playing over here in the U.S. colleges? How many? Yeah. I mean, we have developed all of these young players by playing. Yeah, absolutely. Sort of like basketball. Kind of, it's on the same path that basketball will be. Well, yeah. And don't forget, our U-20 success is nothing close to our full-team success. No. We, may, no. we may as well be friggin' Denmark. I don't know who we really yeah. equate to when it comes to U-20 results. Yep. Yeah. Not great. All right, Church, give us the NWSL table, please. Current table of the NWSL is? Current table. Current table, we have the North Carolina Courage is the number one team, which has really been – Four in a row. They four in a row. They won. They're one point above above uh, Portland, and then two point and behind them is Gotham, OL Rain, OL Rain, and Washington. So and then there becomes a little bit of a drop. But let me talk about the hottest team. Let me talk about the hottest team over here. There's not. There's only one other. The Orlando Pride had two, but the Chicago Red Stars. Whoa! Yeah go into the break as w- winning their last two games. So that is a team to make sure that we watch, that we watch. Um, it's been interesting. It's, you know, the regular season played their last game on, on the 9th of July and they do not play again in the regular season standings until the 18th of August. Yeah. Crazy. So it's, it's a challenge cup games, right? And then in challenge cup, which played their last games on June 28th, will start their games this weekend. So everything yeah. now the end of June, the first of August, any NWSL game will all count towards the towards the Challenge Cup. But you know, you've got you've got four, you've got five teams within two points at the top uh, going into the yeah. second half of the, of the year, and then you've got a couple teams right behind right behind those teams, and then I think you've got the hottest team in, in the league. It's coming up in Chicago Red Stars. So. To watch that, so I think you know it's been a good first half. It's been a little choppy, I think. This Challenge Cup thing in the middle on the middle of the week, games have been kind of hard to follow, you know. And I think it's a lot of people have wondered: is this a regular season game or is this a Challenge Cup game that's being played? So, yeah. Well, uh, it's no no uh, anybody that listens to this podcast very often. 
We know we're Chicago Red Stars fans. No question about it. Chris helped establish this uh, podcast and passed it on to us as he went to the pros. And uh, so we are we are pro Chicago Red Stars. So keep it up. All right. Love it. Okay. So let's go on to uh, let's talk some college soccer um, excitement for the season. Some maybe some headlines and, and things going on, predictions, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to play a little game I like to call deal or no deal. Maybe I stole it. Maybe I didn't. Um, but so I'm going to send a statement out there and you guys are going to say deal or no deal based on the statement. So I've got a bunch of them that I'll go through um, that will be kind of fun. And, and then we'll kind of wrap it up from there. So here we go. Number one, this is for both of you. Now you can, you obviously can, you guys can have different opinions. A team from the ACC will win this year's national championship deal. Or no deal? Deal. Deal. <laughs> you I may not like it. But... Right? Uh, no deal. Until Marguerite retires, <laughs> I'm taking UCLA preseason every year. <laughs> All right. Here we go. This is a two-parter. You can go deal on one, no deal on the other. Two-parter. The SEC will get seven-plus teams in the NCAA tournament, and one of them will again make the College Cup. Again? What, 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 last, what? last year? Last year, Alabama? Ever heard of them? Well, there were years before last year. Um, so, And there were like 30 years before last year. And All right, so yes on seven teams. Nobody schedules better in the SEC right now. Everybody benefits because Colby's so smart about his scheduling and the the rest of the couple got it down. And then, uh, yeah, the the seven seven plus easy will make the tournament. Three or four will be out in the first round. And by the Elite Eight, I'm going to go with maybe one and then they get walked over by like Carolina, Duke, Virginia, UCLA, Stanford, Penn State. All right, okay. Robbie. Robbie? Yes, on the first, for sure, 17. So it's deal. Playing the game properly, it's sorry, deal. deal on the first deal. one. <laughs> deal on the first one, sorry. Sorry. Huh? Deal on the first <laughs> one. And I'm, I'm, I'm with Brian, too. On the, uh, no deal. No deal on the, sec- no deal okay. on the second one. Um, I think you'll have two, though. I think you'll have two in the Elite Eight, but I think they will. I think they'll, they'll have to travel and, and get beat in that, in that round. Well, not that I care. I'm a Big 12 guy, my dad. So, but anyway, all right, ready for the next well, one. You're, you're uh, a Big 12 guy for about three months and eight days. FSU, FSU, yep. back to the Final Four. Deal or no deal? Ooh. And, Church, you can, you don't have to answer this one. It's in your conference. You. So I'll, I'll give you, you a break. You had to play him, I'm sure. So, Brian, that's just all on you. Thank you. Uh, I will say no deal. I think. Brian Penske is one of the best coaches in America, but I also think Florida State does not carry the demographic nor panache. If you can't bring in the players that Mark was able to bring in and coach and all those things. And Mark is not just one of the best college coaches ever. Mark is one of the best coaches in women's soccer history. If if he took over one of these national teams, they would be a real threat to win the World Cup. So Florida State doesn't necessarily carry the uh you know profile to be a 25 year national contender and so no deal like it panache robbie he hit us with panache i do i was looking looking that word up really quick (laughs) (laughs) trying to see what the heck that that meant but um that's a rice village it's a a rice village word he's walking around talking about panaches all right here we go big 10 We'll have a team in the final four this college cup. Robbie, you go first because no deal. No, no deal. I do not think okay. they will have, have they have yeah. a lot of really good teams. They have a lot of really good coaches. Um, and they're gonna be knocking on the door with maybe multiple a number of teams playing in the final eight, but I right now do not see them having a team in the final four. Well, I agree with Robbie. Really, what we what the what the former chairman, and I think G is picking this up, really wants us to get to wanted us to get to a college cup that included eight teams. 
Because there is such a difference between being an elite eight possible and a final four team. You get to the elite eight, you're Robbie. How hard are those elite eight games to win for freaking Duke? They're hard, man. Yeah, they are hard. Yeah, and if the if the last twenty years Duke played in the Big Ten, Robbie would have double the rings that our Lord of the Rings friend Todd Yelton has (laughs) at at Samford. They, it's just a total different you know, quality between those top five or six teams and everybody else still. And really Rutgers had a nice little run, but none of those top five or six teams are built to, to be what Virginia and Duke are. And it's hard enough for Virginia and Duke to make the final four. Uh, yeah. Forget a little team called Penn state. Penn, pretty well. Uh, oh, Penn state's done great. Then they've got, yeah. a great, they've got a great program, but it's just yeah. every single year. And they, you know, there's only, a, you know, you have Rutgers, you got, Penn State, and they're always being shot at in their conference. They're the two main teams yeah. in the conference. And, you know, to go through the conference in the tournament and then get to the NCAA tournament, I just, I just don't see it from those teams this year. Okay, we're good. Uh, we can move on. on. The, on the Penn, no State argument, Penn State has top six talent, make no mistake, but Penn State has to train in a state called Pennsylvania, and we play this sport between August and December. So, and then in the spring season, we train in the spring, which starts in like February. So they are indoors for a ton of that. Any women's soccer team that can win a national championship or be a final four team from above the Mason Dixon line or not the West coast, that is really saying something because day-to-day training environment is not the same as the Bermuda grass down South. Okay. He's on a tangent, Churchy. Here's the gears. A good one. I like this one. The UCLA Bruins will have an undefeated repeat season. Oh. An undefeated repeat season. No deal. Sorry, repeat national champions. They they didn't have an undefeated season this year, but they'll go undefeated and repeat as national champions. Deal or no deal? You're saying they're going to go undefeated regular season and repeat as national championship. That's right. They're no deal to start with. Marguerite, their staff, they've done an unbelievable job. They got great, great players with it, but that is a tough feat to go through. Um, especially UCLA going out the door soon in that in that league. That yeah. league, a lot of those will be one last shot at UCLA. Yeah. And they're gonna want that, they're gonna want that shot. It's gonna be tough. And they're they, you know, they're loaded, they're gonna be with top team, but they're not gonna go undefeated and then win a national championship undefeated. Okay. Right. Uh, that is no deal. I'll take them to a better chance they run the table in the Pac-12. I do think that's a reasonable idea. But running the table in season is impossible. Soccer is soccer. There was one, say, Furman team that once played at uh, Vanderbilt, got outshot 37 to 1. A kid took a dive and they got a penalty and won 1 0 and ran out. Is that, how, is that how Rice team won, got to the Sweet 16 too against West Virginia? <laughs> well, ah, it, that's guy it, I just thought, but that together. It, it is quite possible. It gets West Virginia wasn't a dive. The first yeah, yeah, yeah. belt was a dive. <laughs> so, you never know. All right. All right. Here we go. Stanford gets to the one for the thumb in 10 conference championships this year. Deal or no deal? Does he well, get 10? No what? deal. No I mean, deal. Not, no, we're not going against Marguerite on college soccer nation right now. The I did, I mean, no, 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 Sanford. Sanford. Oh, the Sanford. Sorry. I'm yeah, like, Sanford. Yeah. basically, I was just one of Todd's 2025 recruits. He called and was so excited that Stanford yes. called. Yes, uh, <laughs> and then realized Stanford it was Bulldogs, Stanford Bulldogs from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, okay. Do they win their tenth SoCon title? All right, I have two points in on a row. This. Okay. Number one, who cares? It's the Southern Conference. But number two, <laughs> yes. Follow that That was Bradley. It said Bradley that. Bradley said that. Yeah. I would like to go on record to make sure that they understand. That's Bradley. It said that Southern Conference. I do play Greensboro this year. I do have yeah. great, great respect. Bradley, uh, up in the Southern Conference, played Furman University. He did. Oh, he Furman, there. I, I worked in the Southern Conference for eleven years. Yes. There's a there's a reason I'm so high on that wins list Matt mentioned earlier. 
It ain't because I coached at LSU and Rice. It's because I coached at Furman in the Southern Conference. The uh, Basically, here's what I told Carl the other day. I said, uh, oh, this is awesome. You guys won again? Way to go. Well, the Wofford coach has a side job as a plumber. So that was a really nice job, guys. Way to go. Uh, uh, I'm going to go deal. And I want to okay, get off, good, of this. Get off as do. soon as I can. Uh, I want to go deal. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. He, I, he's poured himself a few drinks in college soccer nation. It's not true. That's a different it's level of research that you've done. Yeah. Right? I, I'm about to start earlier doing research. Uh, <laughs> All right. Let me go. We got a couple more. A couple more good ones. We'll, we'll wrap this thing up. Um, uh, <laughs> get, get over the plumber. That's <laughs> a side job. All right. Um, Ivies will have more than three teams make the NCAA tournament in 2023. No deal. They'll have three, no deal. They'll have three teams make it. Three really okay. good. And watch out for Harvard. Watch yeah. out. Harvard was here in the tournament. They didn't lose anybody, or maybe they lost one player. They're going to be, and they got more experience. They were young. They're going to be very, very good. If they get a goal score up front, Watch out for Harvard. Yeah. Brian? I I agree. I think it'll be three exactly, so I'm going to say no deal. But okay. there's a chance that Brown or Harvard makes a decent run in the NCAAs. Yep. All right. All right. Here's a, just a few more. Here's a good one. One of the new four teams joining the Big 12 will win the conference championship. Four teams that are adding, do we know who they are? BYU, UCF, Houston, Cincinnati. Well, one of those four teams coming in their first year and win the Big 12 championship. No deal. No nope. deal. Okay. No deal. All right. There's a good team no to add, but I think the uh, the current teams at the top of the standings there and maybe those uh, up-and-coming Oklahoma Sooners – We'll have something to say, <laughs> but I do think the TCU, the ter- current teams that are there are, are going to be stronger than those teams. Okay. Brian? Well, I think TCU lost a lot, um, but obviously those guys have proven, Higgy and Eric, that they're, they're a stable top 15 team in the country. Normally, top 15 is good enough to win that league. I think uh, BYU, in a normal situation, Yes, would have a chance, but I probably agree with Robbie on the no deal because they've never been to Stillwater and they've never been to Lubbock and Tom Stone and Colin Carmichael, pretty good coaches, Mark Francis in Kansas. Those are going to be really hard games to win if you're new to traveling away to those schools. You got to play in Norman too, Brian. You got to play in Norman. <laughs> Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner trained than me, but you got like 25 years of you know mediocrity <laughs> yeah. to overcome. I hope you can do it this fall. Yeah, thanks, buddy. All right, same question with the new guys in the AAC. And so, Brian, you don't have to answer this, he being one of the new players. So the new group in the AAC, um, will one of them win the league, deal or no deal, Robbie? So you got FAU, you got uh, Rice, you got North Texas, you got Charlotte, Brian, am I forgetting somebody? Yeah, Charlotte, UTSA. UTSA. UAB, oh, UAB, and U- UAB, UAB, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry. I mean, those those are good. Those are good. Those first three teams you talked about: FAU, Rice, North Texas. There's some really quality team programs and quality coaches that are in in there um, going into the league. Um, I will say no deal because I mm. still I still think that you know South Florida is is there and Memphis Memphis is there. Brooks is there. Yeah. Denise's last year is going to be special for her and her team. Uh, I think those two, uh, either one of Memphis and South Florida, will win that league. Okay. So, dang, uh, Brian, just called out you and Patrick as boys. It's rough. Ah, this race tough. Tough judger tonight. I, I yeah. think South Florida and Memphis have a glorious history, and SMU has got a ton of good players as well. That, that, that's certainly a tough league. But I'll say this about Conference USA and the coaches coming in. You want to coach in a league that has Patrick Baker in it and Brooks Monahan from Memphis and um, 
John Hedlund and North Texas. Those are some good, good coaches. They're going to win games. Yeah. League too. No doubt. All right. So um, for fun, I had my trustworthy assistant, Beebs, asked him if he had any questions. So he had some for us. Okay. So here's some of the Beebs questions. Oh, Lord. Here's the first one. Where the deal or no deal, there will be a college soccer nation episode once a week when the season starts. <laughs> deal or no deal? <laughs> yeah, deal. We will all find the time to do this. I'm like sure. it. I think we will. We will find the time once a week. Uh, we'll come uh, We'll be regular. Right. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say deal. Here's what Beads needs to know. This isn't about the people we're providing this for. We just enjoy it. And it's a good time to be on a Zoom together. Yeah. All right. Like, all right. Next Beeb's question. 50 is a number over under. Robbie says our great coaches through the year on College Soccer Nation. Well, he mentioned 50 or more or more than 50. Coaches as great coaches on College Soccer Nation, right? Oh, that's an easy. Are we? Is there a week deadline for this? Because if we do an episode <laughs> every week, he's hitting that by week six. Churchy, <laughs> I may call out two coaches I know uh, <laughs> that may not be in that category of my categories. Not saying any names. Um, ah. We go. Uh, yeah, that's a deal. They're all uh. coaches out there. All right. Well, and the difference between Robbie and, and you and I, Matt, is Robbie actually knows all these people. Yes, <laughs> yes, some yes, way. yes, he does. That's why yeah. you don't get to be the mayor of Soccerville, you know, hanging out with you and I on the end of the field. That's true. All right, here we go. Uh, just three more. Uh, this is a good, good one. The picker will not be mentioned at some point during the season in two straight episodes. Deal or no deal? Could we go two episodes without mentioning the that, That's no deal. I thought you for sure you're going to say one episode. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we we're going to go an episode of not mentioning Todd. Although, I don't know if you presented to him yet the pick of the week. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I we do that like that. Yeah. That puts yeah. him in every episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no deal. No okay. deal for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like it. All right, last two. Um. During our selection show episode, we will mention it's all about the RPI, but yet it shouldn't be all about the RPI. Deal or no deal? Kind <laughs> of like that one. <laughs> I think it's a deal. <laughs> I, think, I think it's definitely a deal. I think it's a deal, too. <laughs> I, you know, right. I <laughs> That's a deal. A, yeah. All right, last one. At some point during the season, B. Lee, Brian Lee, will get hit by a car either on a jog or walking to work. Deal or no deal? No, no deal. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe the hair hair over there, but no deal. No deal. There's always a chance. Matt's Matt's been to visit, so he knows the – Travail crossing the road. Yes. Yeah. I streets. lived here a couple years, and there was one moment I did almost get hit. Not running, just crossing the road, walking to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is a tough spot. Churchy, tough spot. Okay. Tough, it's the tough streets of Rice Village. Yeah. <laughs> he can't even say that. He can't even get that out. But it was. All right, boys, it's been a good one. You had a good one. We've hopefully not um, insulted anyone. Um, or at least not too much. Um, that the will wrap conference. it up. Yes, Southern Conference took a beating. Not by me and Churchy, just for the record. Oh, Southern Conference. We're, we're, we're big fans. We're big fans. We'll Love what they do. Uh, yes, yes. Um, all right, so we'll hope to get on probably not next week as we all start kicking off preseason, but maybe in that. You know, heck, I think we go that next week. We're going to have some games to talk about, so at least some exhibition games and people going um, – you know, boys, good luck on your preseasons. Anything you want to mention quickly about preseason or just good luck to everybody. Get it rolling. Hopefully stay safe and, and healthy. And uh, and good luck to everybody kicking off season. It's the best time of year. Best Absolutely time of year. best time of year. No yeah, questions. Nice. We got a couple weeks of the uh, World Cup, uh, but certainly the best time of year for college soccer coaches, that's for sure.
That's for sure. And how about this? Good luck to all the younger coaches. We listed off a ton of coaches who've been in this forever. So yep. it's a different time frame for people joining and having their first season. But my first season and my first game, someone on the podcast gave him a little <laughs> firm and team like a 10-0 shellacking. And oh. uh, it, yeah, it was terrible. It was mean, Matt. Who but would that do was that? our first was game, that? too. Don't forget that. That was our first season. <laughs> Who would do that? And our first game, and our first game also was was uh, was that Hello. too. Hello. Well, well, just... To those younger coaches, good luck to you yeah. guys. You know yeah. it's hard, uh, it's you know, Brian, easy, but enjoy it. Not yeah. all younger coaches are starting fresh. Some of us have never seen their players on the team play as they take <laughs> over new programs. They're not young; they're old. So they're, old uh, they're taking over new programs. Yeah, old so coaches, old and coaches new with new programs. Good luck too. <laughs> Yes. Uh, being, identifying <laughs> your players the first week. Make sure you get all their names right. Yeah. Uh, okay, that could but be I a struggle. Say, last thing for me, please, is, is yeah. Brian, same thing. I mean, I, I think there's a ton of really good young coaches out there. Really, really good young coaches, sharp coaches. I think this game's in good in, is in good hands. Um, as the old coaches are, you know, will go out in the next five years. I think there's is um but I'm just impressed with the passion and the commitment by a lot of young coaches. Churchy, you yeah. want to make an announcement on College Soccer Nation? Something about the next five years? Is something something you want to tell us or not uh, yet? You wait to do no, that? No, no, <laughs> okay. Not well, the current the current <laughs> retirement age in the ACC from the top of the ACC is 77. So Rob has yeah, yeah. a decade left at least. I do, I do have a Amen. decade. Yeah, if we nice. look that, I have a decade left, but uh, – there's there's a beach house calling me before that decade's <laughs> over. I will say that. I will say that. All right, boys. Good luck. Go Duke. Right. Go Rice. We'll, uh, we'll catch up with you very soon. College Soccer Nation, thanks for listening. We appreciate your time. No, we got a little crazy, but uh, certainly fun for us. We hope you enjoy it. Thanks, Darren, for producing this. DJM Productions. Uh, College Soccer Nation is out.